Welcome to the Outer Rim News Podcast, episode 46 for the week of, uh, yeah, March 16th, 17th? Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. 16th, because tomorrow's St. Patty's. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't even know tomorrow was St. Patrick's Day. Dude, that's how only, out of it I am. Well, dude, the only reason I do know it, because usually I don't care, but since I live in Savannah, it's like you have to care, because they're a big St. Patty's town. So, of mm-hmm. course, everything's happening tomorrow. And um, we were supposed to go downtown for the parade or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, I think we're going to set it out. You're not going to go party at downtown and drink the green beer? Uh, well, now you make it sound good. Like, I guess I do need to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I just stay home and just drink some green wine punch spike with some some little rumple stilts and, you know, a little... oh gosh (sighs) well how how was your week austin hey well well, i I didn't even introduce us hi everybody hey yeah (laughs) i didn't even introduce us okay so let me do that let me do that because they don't know who we are yeah they don't know i i am of course the one and only ashley wilbanks and everybody knows me across the internet i'm pretty much a big deal around these parts um and as always, is this other lesser-known person that lives in this little town called Savannah, Georgia. Uh, uh, um, what was your name? Awesome, awesome sauce. Awesome sauce? No. Yeah. It's Austin Gordy. Hey, I like the party. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Austin. And I'm kind of a big deal, and uh, I too like to party. <laughs> um, but no, man, tonight, if you hear me, hey, if you hear me slurping, I'm slurping on some coffee. Yeah, yeah, so I am. So many jokes, so many jokes. Here it goes. Here it goes. <laughs> well, here I'll make it sound better. I got some Gatorade, some a gulp. Wow, that was a <laughs> <laughs> that was a realistic gulp sound. <laughs> oh man huh. but yeah man this week was uh it's pretty good just you know doing the thing and supposed to like i said supposed to go to the saint patty's parade tomorrow but we we're both kind of just like ah, we're just gonna sit out and just enjoy a day off from everything and just relax so that's gonna be good i well, that uh, counts for that counts for something man you need a day off just without doing anything every now and then I tell you, man, because I feel like I've been going, going, and going. Um, but yeah, this and this week, I, cool thing was that I got to um, was I, I had kind of broken off. I had finished the last Star Wars X Wing novel, and uh, you know we finished the Aftermath trilogy, and and then I read like a um, a biography, just like kind of to get away from Star Wars for a second, and then jump right into uh, Courtship of Princess Leia. So that's been fun. Courtship of Princess Leia is fun. <laughs> Isn't that ironic? <laughs> it's it's all right so far. It's not as bad as I, I expected it to be, but so far it's it's okay. But I'm still kind of like it really makes you like just off off the bat makes you really question like Princess Leia's her I don't know like her mindset is so weird at the beginning of this book. Like it it's I forgot how off putting it is like because. You know, I forgot the conflict or what, why there was such a, you know, 
there was such conflict between deciding, you know, Han or this new prince, however they pronounce his name. It was always, I always say Isolder. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure the fans out there that, that are deep into the old expanded universe will try to come at me, you know, and, and be like, it's Isolder or some, some crap, <laughs> you know, but I'm from the South. Uh, nobody ever speaks Star Wars around me. So, <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> But anyways, they, it's basically like, you know, he was the, he's like a prince and part of, you know, like the royal family of, of the, the hate, the, the, what do you call them? The, the, I don't know how you print, like, I don't know what the proper term is, but they're all from this planet called Hapes where it's sort of like a female dominated culture. Wow. And he's got the queen mother and all that kind of stuff, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, pretty much like they, they throw a bunch of, wealth a bunch of like treasure and and they have like a huge fleet and they kind of just throw it at at princess leia and the new republic's feet in exchange for her hand in marriage but it's not even like one of those decisions where like oh am i doing it for my people or you know but i love han solo it's kind of like she just that happens and then she looks at han and is like and he's pretty old news. Like I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of tired of him. And then you feel so sorry for him because you, he starts becoming just like a, like a, just a beaten dog. You know, like a little, you know, abused puppy. And he's just panicking at this point. Like doesn't know what to do. So he's trying to, he's trying to win her back. And she's just not having it. So I'm so far. I'm kind of like it's kind of off putting reading the book. I'm like this just doesn't feel like Princess Leia at all. Like I wouldn't think it would be such an easy thing where she just goes, well, maybe I'm tired of Han Solo. I'm like, woman, you fought for this man. Like you died. You almost died for this man. And now you're just kind of like, Hey, he's old news. <laughs> so, Again, you got to look at this. This is not Canon anymore. I know. That's, it doesn't you know, even that, count. You know, the people would be like, Oh, I'm so mad about that. But that's one of the reasons why I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm cool with the Canon being rebooted. Cause you know, you just, it's kind of like you're getting to, re-experience everything it's like oh we what we thought was canon or what was real is not and this is the story and and a lot of times it gets you know you just kind of what you think is going to happen or what's part of the timeline is completely different like all the all the stuff that happens after return of the jedi and i mean of course you know we don't know since they rebooted but i just mean like things you would expect to even still be in the timeline or, or how you would expect things to go like in a certain way they totally flip it on you. So, but yeah, this was one of those things where the book, the book itself so far, the story is kind of whatever. It's kind of weird, but I do like how they, they bring in like the, the, uh, planet Dathomir. Cause like Han wins the friggin' planet in a, uh, Sabat game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So that, and you get introduced to the witches of Dathomir in the book. And so, so I, I think that's pretty cool. And keep in mind, this is all pre, um. Well, this book is pre Phantom Menace, isn't it? Oh yeah, this was like ninety five. Yeah, yeah. This was like so, during. The, this was right after because really the books they started the books like in ninety one when Timothy Zahn released the first trilogy, Heir to the Empire. Empire. Yeah. And um. So yeah, it's like you know this is kind of after after that, and it was after when you know because Star Wars they they released that trilogy. In 95, to kind of get everybody going, you know, before the special edition. And yeah. Star Wars really started to have a huge resurgence. So this was riding that wave, pretty much. Huh. So, I mean, would you recommend that book to anybody now? Well, I haven't finished it yet. 
I mean, so far, I don't know. I always, I like, I don't hate it. Like I said, so far the the conflict with like, hmm, should I, you know, the the romantic conflict, I guess, in the book is just kind of like weird to me. It just doesn't yeah. quite feel right. But I can't remember if there was another, like if there was something else to that. Like I don't want to say anything because it could be at the end of the book, like, oh, well, she was under the influence or something. I just can't remember. So I don't know. I haven't got to the end of the book. But I, I will say I would recommend people like that haven't read the old canon and want to are, are interested in it. I would say mm-hmm. just read it, you know, at least for the, the the parts with Luke or just the parts dealing with with Dathomir and and kind of like if you like me the the big thing is that it's still it's kind of like it's it wraps up a story that was that was in the X wing novels too wasn't necessarily yeah. like this was this came before but then they took the X wing novels and while they're writing them um, it was when Aaron Alston um, took over the writing duties because remember Michael J Stackpole. Uh, started that series, and then when Aaron took over, you know, this is where he took it in that direction, and then he pretty much was aiming towards like wrapping it up, like connecting it into courtship of Princess Leia. Yeah. So that's pretty cool because then because there was like a that that storyline of Han versus that warlord Singe, and um, so you know you would want to finish it up there. So that would be one reason to read the book too. Well. But. I don't know if you could pay me to read that book again. You you are doing something that I cannot do, man. Yeah, and it's it's like once Disney flipped the switch on the on the canon, mm-hmm. it's like I can't go back and enjoy any of those books. It, I, I would say it probably for new newer readers too. I mean, I don't know, like me, it's a really more of a nostalgia kind of thing because I do, you know, that's just kind of like what I grew up reading. And so I yeah, still enjoy yeah. it and keep it in a place in my heart. Now it it goes to a certain point. Like once we get to the new Jedi Order is where I start getting. And even when that was coming out before, before anything happened with Disney or a reboot or anything, just the young mm. the, the the new Jedi Order just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth, and I didn't really care for the books afterwards. Um, but I'll tell you, I mean, anybody like I, I would say that like the. You know, anyone that was interested in reading the old canon, if we're talking about like the Luke, Han, and Leia years, like you yeah. have to go back and read the Heir to the Empire trilogy, and you have to read the Jedi Academy trilogy. Like those are the two essentials to me. Uh, other everything else is kind of like whatever, but there are like standalone books too that are really good. Because even you remember there were like the the Corellian trilogy where it was. Um, you know, Han going back to Corellia and fighting his brother and all that kind of stuff. Or the, yeah. The, 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 what was it? The Black Fleet Crisis trilogy and stuff. Some of those were, were just real weak sauce. Like they just really weren't that great of books. I mean, I know, no offense to the authors. They were just, they were kind of like, you know, the authors, you know, kind of doing their thing and just trying to, you know, trying to spice up the, 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 the EU, you know, but but I'll tell yeah. you, like nothing beats that original trilogy by Timothy Zahn, and then Kevin J. Anderson wrote the the Jedi Academy trilogy. Those were so great, and then there was um, and, and it's interesting too because Kevin J. Anderson had another book right after those that it still kind of wraps around and connects to those those novels, and it was just a really good standalone. It was called Dark Saber. Do you remember that? Well, see, at a certain, yeah, I remember the book, but at a certain point I stopped reading and it was, it was around the time that, you know, Ben and Jason and all those other kids were born and I just kind of fell out with the whole, uh, 
you know, novelization um, or, or novel verse or whatever you want to call it. Right. Which it really, when it hits that time is when it really starts to kind of go down. Now I will say the last, the last awesome thing I think that they did with the expanded universe was the, if you remember them, the, the young Jedi Knight series. Yeah. I, I remember those that, were yeah. young, you know, those were young adult books. Now Kevin J. Anderson and his wife, Rebecca Mista, they co-wrote those together. Now that series was fantastic, especially to be a young, you know, young adult series. Mm-hmm. They they are like in the pantheon of those those two great trilogies in my opinion. But really, you know, everything else is kind of give or take. You know, like I said, there's there's a few standalones like Dark Saber or the New Rebellion. Um, I'm trying to think of any other honorable mentions. I mean, if you like the X-Wing stuff, like all the dogfights and space battles and stuff, the X-Wing series are really good because they're really focused on on that. You know, they're really focused on the the flight aspects and all the technical stuff. It's almost like it's almost like the top gun of Star Wars basically. And it's really it's really a cool series for that. Um there was one book I will say a good honorable mention and this guy came in at the end of the the expanded universe and inserted this little story into the beginning and Matthew Stover you know we all know him mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. wrote the Re- Revenge of the Sith uh adaptation and yep. knocked it out of the park he was just a real good writer he wrote this book called Luke Skywalker and the Shadows of Mendor hmm. and read that um, yeah and it takes place like you know right after return of the jedi like Basically, right if you you would basically put it right after a truce at Bakura, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it's just An- this one another story. weak book, huh? Another weak book. Yeah, that one was. I, and I reread that one, you know, fairly recently when I first started, you know, doing doing the the rereads. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, man, Luke Skywalker and the Shadows of Mendor. His whole idea was like, I want to put, a, I want to re- write a story, and I want it to be. You know, like in the, like he wanted it to kind of fit in with some of the classic Star Wars novels. And yeah. it's so great because he even, he kind of like nods to, he's like, you know, this one's for like Timothy Zahn and Kevin J. Anderson and Brian Daly and all those people. But yeah, it's just this cool story about, you know, the, the battle, the battle at Mendor that Luke is basically Luke's big battle with the rebellion or with the, you know, like the, the after effects of the, you know, the Death Star battle and him fighting for the rebellion in the New Republic. And then after that battle, it was kind of him taking his, taking his hat and just, or, you know, handing in his, his, you know, his badge, his, you know, his wings or whatever and saying like, I'm just not, I just don't want to fight this war anymore. You know, he, he doesn't want to, that's, that's kind of when he ceased to be an official, you know, soldier of the rebellion, you know, um, because of that battle. And so he, really focus more on the his Jedi uh te- you know his teachings or you know him trying to become a better Jedi that's kind of like what led to him doing that. So it was a pretty cool story. It, you know you like the X-Wing books. Mm-hmm. Dude, I hated them. I, hated I couldn't them? even read the, I couldn't even read the first one. I, I tried I tried multiple times to read that first one back in the day and I never could. I guess it was because it wasn't focused on Luke Han Leia Right. You know, it's definitely kind of a niche kind of thing. Like you, it's really yeah. more for people who are really into the, to like the, just the space battles and stuff. And that's one thing I was always really big into, but I'm, yeah. I'm like you, I also want to, you know, like a, like a good mixture, a good balance of the two. 
because to me that's what they always were able to do with the like with the heir to the empire trilogy or like the jedi academy trilogy you were able to get a real good you know luke han and leia story and mix that in with some great battles yeah and so. the and the one thing you know i say that i didn't like that x x-wing books or the x-wing books because they didn't have luke han and leia but the my favorite book of the old canon is the Darth Plagueis book. Yeah, now if it, we're talking it, about like going back into the prequel era, that was a really good book. Like they they really um uh like in I'll tell you cuz James Lucino has always been great with doing this, but mm-hmm. like going and doing like backstories and especially when he's got these other threads, these other things he has to connect and work with in the canon. Like I remember in reading in Darth Plagueis, like especially when you get to the Palpatine stuff, and then mixing that in where it, it references other books, he did such a great job of like really weaving everything together and tying all those other, you know, all the other books and stuff and all the stuff you see in the movies and mixing all that together. He did such a good job. As I remember, there was even one point where he actually kind of gave the Palpatine side the viewpoint of there was a book that that was written called Darth Maul Shadowhunter, and it was all about Darth Maul being sent out by Sidious to stop these Jedi from because uh, there was these it was like these Jedi that somehow got a hold of uh, information from from a sort of like a smuggler kind of do sort of like a Han Solo kind of character. He had mm-hmm. information about uh, um, you know about the you know all the stuff going on behind the scenes of Episode One, like with the with the with the the oh lord the Nemoidians and and the Sith being in league with with one another the Trade Federation mm-hmm. I think they yeah. had somehow had some information like that so Darth Maul basically had to had to track them down and, and you know try to kill them all you know to get the information and there's a part in the book where it kind of like you know Palpatine makes an appearance you get to see the other side of that from Palpatine's perspective in that book and I was like oh wow I can't believe he tied that in but yeah. Yeah, that was a good book. That was a really good book. Well, let's switch it up a little bit. We've we've been talking about books now. But <laughs> today, when I got home, and I think that you probably uh, were surprised when you got home, too. Oh, yeah. The fine folks at uh, Funko sent us a, uh, a little box to review. A little thing called their Smuggler's Bounty Box. Uh, and this week, or, or this theme is star wars rebels so do you want to just grab these boxes and let's open them up and let's check out let's just start at the beginning check out everything okay okay so let's grab our boxes here and you'll probably hear all kinds of noise in the background as we as we open these boxes okay so uh I guess we'll just take turns, you know. We'll, um, you do one thing, I'll do. I'll I'll do the other. How about that? Sure. You know, just talking about it. All right. So the first thing we have upon opening the box is a little pin, a Star Wars. And this, since this is a Star Wars Rebels themed box, everything's gonna you know be Rebels themed. This pin is actually a Sabine pin. It's got Star the Star Wars logo at the top with uh, Sabine's uh, Mandalorian helmet. Along with some kind of, uh, what's that Star Wars language or, 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 uh, uh, manuscript called? 
Uh, Airish. Yeah, I'm trying to. Oh, Lord. Um. Um. Yeah, we're we're real real real. It's, it's so bad. Like these. I mean, I'm I'm always so used to hearing like basic. Like they're they're speaking basic or they're speaking Hutti. Yeah. It's Arabesh. I think is what they call. Yeah. What they called Arabesh. Yes, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, I always and, get it confused. Yeah, and I, I don't know. There, you know, I'm sure that this thing probably says Smuggler's Bounty or something, but I can't make it out. I'm I'm not, you know, uh, I'm I'm not a Star Wars. I'm not that hardcore to know how to read Arabish, you know. So, mm-hmm. all right. So, what's the next thing, Austin? Well, we get the. Um, there's also along with that, we get a looks like a patch with uh, with Zeb Aurelio. Sweet. Sweet. And, uh, which I thought was cool. And like you said, I don't know what the other... I'm sure it's probably like Smuggler's Bounty or something, but we get more Arabesh on here, and it says Rebels, and we've got the, uh, the you know, the Rebel Alliance. Um, what do they call that bird? Um, Phoenix. You know, the, the Phoenix kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway, they, they have that, which is pretty cool. I always love these little patches. I wish I... I need to get me one of those vests like they do, like the... the the Disneyland fanatics or whatever, the Disney World fanatics, they get those vests. I saw this one kid, he had like a like a jean vest, like a jean jacket vest, and it was covered in Disney pins. And I've and I've really? found out like I guess it's it's a thing, like some people re- like are Uber into collecting these pins. So, oh, talking about the Disney pins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm and I, uh, I the- guess you would say I would include this with it. So I almost want to get like start a jacket, get my own like jean jacket or something, and just bedazzle this thing with like a, all these <laughs> these these smugglers bounty pins and put patches all on the arms and stuff. But I don't know. At you the said- same time, I don't want to. I don't want to like harm these things. You said bedazzle your jacket. Yeah, just bling, <laughs> some glitter on there. Oh, geez. you know you'd like it. <sighs> Okay, well, I, we'll talk about the uh, sneak peek. We'll, we'll put that. We'll we'll set that one aside for now. Talk about that at the end. Okay, so the next thing we get is something that was missing from the last box, which is a cool T-shirt featuring the whole Star Wars Rebels gang. Um. Uh, and the color is it's a black T-shirt with uh, it looks like Sabine Zeb. Uh, Chopper, Ezra, Kanan, uh, and Sarah. yeah, and they're all uh, they're all in this little uh, looks like a rebel kind of in circulation or something. But but anyway, uh, the colors are really cool and kind of evoke that that Star Wars Rebels uh, vibe. It's like an orangey and and a light blue kind of color. Mm. Uh, I think it's gonna look very cool, and if I if I didn't have a cool shirt to wear to uh star Wars celebration, I might be putting this on, but I'm hoping I have something even cooler to wear by oh, the time really? celebration comes in. Yes. We shall see. Is it, is it like a naked, uh, princess Leia or something like that? Like dad gum it. Why don't you tell everybody? <laughs> I told you that confidence. God! <laughs> it was supposed to be a secret. Well, it's out. Cat's out of the bag. Sorry, guys. Yep. All right. Go for the next. Go for one of the the pops. <laughs> oh, there's pops in here. <laughs> oh, my bad. Gotta have my pops. <laughs> we'll we'll say no, we'll save the, the man. we'll save I, the other thing for last. 
Okay. But, um, yeah, I, di- I didn't realize, like, I, I just thought it was going to be, like, one Funko Pop that comes in each one of these. So I was surprised when I, I saw that they have, looks like, two Funko Pops. Yep. And, of course, the, the first one um, is my favorite, and I'm going to cherish this. This is friggin' beautiful. But they have Darth Maul with, uh, you know, he's shirtless. He's got the robot legs, the double-bladed lightsaber. Just Ooh. just so awesome. I, I'm really digging this. Like, I love this this pop here. Here's a question, though. Is is this screen accurate? I mean, is this what he looks like in Rebels? I don't recall him looking like this. Maybe he does. Yeah, as far as I'm... I mean, if not, it's like... I mean, he's he's been like this before, but as far as I can tell, he... But then again, I think in like specifically in Rebels, maybe he I don't did he ever take his shirt off or is he? I, I can't remember. Or maybe yeah, this I is going to be him maybe, in the in you know on the the next episode or something. Yeah, maybe he did in, in season two. Yeah, like when in, in, during that last fight scene, maybe he didn't have a shirt because you know when he was first introduced, he had that cloak right. on. Right, exactly. that's what I was thinking. I couldn't remember if he ever took that off, but I mean, it definitely ties into Clone Wars. For oh sure. yeah. So, yeah. But I mean, and it's this, man. This, so, like, I, I'll tell you, I really, I'm thinking about it. I, I just, I don't know quite yet because I, I kind of want to get a, um, a picture instead. But I'm, I'm thinking about. It. I, I may take this with me and have Ray Park sign this. But I almost feel like it would be kind of, maybe, maybe it's not one that he, that he should sign since he really didn't have anything to do with this iteration of Darth Maul. Like this maybe would be something I would want to take and have Sam Witwer autograph. Yeah. I would I would think that you would want yeah. Sam Witwer to do yeah, that. But one. see I'm just, and, and I'm torn because I'm like at the same time, you know, he you know, Ray Park is Darth Maul, but but yeah, I feel like I would probably rather have Sam Witwer sign this. But I'm I'm definitely I already bought my ticket. I'm gonna get uh, definitely at least one autograph and that's gonna be from Ray Park. Um because I, I listen. I I do crush on him so hard. Like he is, he is the greatest. I've always loved me some Ray Park. Like he was one of the main reasons that, that got me to even watch the X Men movie. The the you know the one that came out back in two thousand. I was like, oh, I'm man, sorry. Bro, I don't know if you remember me saying that, but I remember I was so excited back then. I'm like, Darth Maul's gonna be in. He's gonna be Toad. And then I just love that character Toad. And I was like, I don't care how dumb this character is. He's Toad. And I love it. Oh, you know? <laughs> oh yes, I remember your love for Ray Park even back. It, in the it day. hasn't died, dude. It has not died at all. I'm like, <laughs> young one, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember my first beer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like Austin said, we not get, we don't get one. We get two pops in this box. And this was sort of spoiled by uh, Dave Filoni. And, and I think it was an Instagram photo. He took a picture of his office. And this one little pop was hiding so he already had access to it a couple of months ago. Uh, it was hiding on his shelf amongst other pops. But this one is a Captain Rex pop from Star Wars Rebels. And uh, it looks like he's uh, double fisting some blasters uh, in his hand and got the Santa Claus look going on. So that's pretty cool. And for all you collectors out there, this is... Uh, Pop number 164. Oh, and, and Maul was 165. 
You know, it's, it's inter- uh, speaking of that, it's interesting that in Star Wars Rebels, they refer to him as Maul and not Darth Maul. And even Sam Witwer went, went on record saying he's no longer Darth Maul. He's just Maul. Right. But, but this pop says Darth Maul. Hmm. Come on, Funko. Get it right now. No, I'm just playing, man. That, that Darth Maul is freaking <laughs> awesome. Uh, but hey, he's Captain always going to be Darth Maul cool. in my heart, you know. Yeah, Captain Rex is pretty cool too. I mean, yeah, he, he uh, yeah, he uh, finishes out my uh, Star Wars Rebels set so far for the Funko stuff. So I can't complain about that. All right, Austin. There's one more thing in the box. Yeah, I was going to say this I was confused about. It's really cool. It's it's a neat little collector's item, but this they included like it's sort of like a Funko Pop. I think it's by the same company maybe, but it's called Hikari Minis. Yeah, it's it's a Funko, it's a Funko thing. It's a Funko thing. See, I'm just kind of new to it, but it's it's like Chopper, but he's sort of see-through. To be honest with you, it almost looks like an ornament. I hate to say it, but it it looks sort of like an ornament because he's like kind of see-through and glittery, but it's like a yellowish, like a goldish color. Oh, you got the gold too. Huh? You got the gold too, huh? Yeah, I I guess. Was there different colors? Oh, yes. It comes in different colors, and you just get the look of the draw. I think. I think there is a silver, a gold, an orange, a red. Maybe there's a black. I can't remember in this. But typically, I they did this once before in a previous box. And uh, it was Darth Vader. And the gold was like the rare one. Oh, uh, okay. That, you know, went for high dollar. But now, since we both got gold, that makes me wonder if this gold is the rare piece or not hmm. i don't know but no this is called this is actually called a mini hikari and uh because funko makes larger like 12 inch hikari oh, figures okay. yeah and and and, and basically it's just like japanese vinyl figure and you know once they get that first mold and release it then they just push out variants you know like purple stormtrooper or Rainbow Stormtrooper, or whatever, and they're usually limited to like a thousand pieces or less, depending on what color and all that they do. So, in I mean, in my opinion, this is a this is a pretty cool thing. Now, I was hoping, I was hoping that we were going to get a Dorbs. I don't know if you know what those are. Um, um, were those are they like the little stuffed animal things? No, no, the no. Dorbs are. Little bitty vinyl. They're similar to the pops, but oh, okay. but uh, it's like all kind of. I don't know how to describe it. It's like two pieces: a head and then the body. But you don't have like the arms and the legs. It's just like a round thing, and the arms and legs are kind of. They're somewhat sculpted in there, but I think they're mostly painted on. You know, it, it, it's another one of those things that Funko's doing now. That's really starting to take off. So you'll you'll see more of those. And they're a little cheaper than Pops. They're a few dollars cheaper. Oh, okay. But no, uh, all in all, I thought this was like a pretty cool box. Um, You get a uh, kind of a sneak peek at what's to come next time. But if you look on the back of the the little promo insert, you can see that, yes, uh, the chopper 
Hikari figure comes in orange, red, silver, gold, and black. And uh, it doesn't say, you know, if one is like harder to get than the other. But usually, with the last time with the with the Darth Vader, it, there was. Right. Um, but no. So shout outs to Funko for for sending us these boxes for review. Yeah, um, definitely. Because these are some awesome, awesome things, awesome things. And like, uh, take it. I mean, take away everything else. Like the Darth Maul alone is worth it to me. Like it's so so freaking cool. You know, I'm not usually, I'm not even usually, I didn't used to really be a Funko Pop collector. And this, this Smuggler's Bounty is really getting me into it, which it's like, it's making me now want to go back and and definitely go and get the other Rebels, like get Kanan and, and like Chopper and Hera. You just, just, God, man, I don't know. I'm starting to fall for these things. They're, they're really cool. Dude, I did it today. Did you? Yes. Uh, I went, I had some money you know, saved up with entertainment earth and I went and bought every one of them. Nice. Yeah, man. Yep. And, and I, I bought, uh, the Walgreens exclusive Sabine that comes with the Mandalorian helmet. Oh, really? I bought that, uh, last weekend, I think because I was just at Walgreens and it was there. So I was like, I better get this. It's here. You know, um, next week or the next smugglers bounty box is, uh, 40th anniversary theme box. So this is going to be based on Star Wars and New Hope. Uh, what do you hope to see from this box, Austin? Hmm. Kind of pop. Do you think they're going to do they? See, that's the thing is I don't ex- ever expect. I don't know what they normally do, but do they normally give you two, two or three Funko Pops per box? They usually they usually give you two. Yeah, two. Okay, that, that, say, that's would, pretty much the norm. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, that's, that's a tough one. Like I would, I mean, me, me personally, and they may have already done this, but I would probably, of course, love to see like a new hope, you know, Ben Kenobi Funko pop. Yeah. He's already been done. He's already been done. So I, I yeah. to be honest with you, I really don't know unless they do like a Tarkin or, a, uh, he's or, been done too. My, my, I, I, what I'm hoping for are more Cantina aliens oh, stuff okay. that hadn't been yeah. done. You know, I mean, they've done, um, Greedo and Muftak and uh, what's his name? The Hammerhead guy, Momal Nadon or whatever. Something like that. I know you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And then Ponda Baba, they've done him. Oh, okay. but, uh, but there's lots and lots of aliens in that cantina scene that haven't been done yet that I want to see. I want Yay. to see. Maybe even a Death Star droid might be cool. All chromed you know out. That, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see what what surprises Funko has up their sleeve for us on that next one. And speaking of Funko, I was at GameStop today. And if you're and if you're into Funko and you're looking for good deals, head into GameStop, go check out their Rogue One offerings because most of the Rogue One pops are five bucks now. Oh nice. Yep. Only five dollars. So I picked up uh, a Cheerit and a Cassian pop today because that's all they had left. Oh wow! It, yeah. So go grab them. Five dollars. So they, you so they, you said cheer it. Yeah. Uh yeah, I need to. And this was at GameStop. Anywhere. GameStop. All of wow. them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've got to check our GameStops now. 
<laughs> yeah, they had two. They had two turrets there. One had a broken staff, so I was like, "Nah, mm. I ain't getting that." And the second one looked good, so I picked it up. So, and and two, I'm trying. I don't know how far I'm gonna get, but I'm trying to put together a like an archive list of Funko of Star Wars Funko Pops mm-hmm. on the Outer Rim News website. So if you if you're clicking through the menus at the top where it says collecting, and you and you click on it, and then you get the drop down, and you get the Funko, and then out to the side, you'll get like a Funko Pop list. And I have listed every single Funko Pop that's been released to date from the Star Wars line. But what I'm trying to do is uh, take pictures and kind of give some background info on each pop. And I just started this last week. I've only done three. I did the Sabine. I just picked up from Walgreens. I did Bosk. And I think I, oh, I did Saul Guer- the Walmart exclusive Saul Guerrero. So expect about three of those a week until we can finish it up, which will, you know, be like three years from now. But hey, it's a it's a goal I have to get that going. In other news today, uh, the fine folks at Star Wars, Cele- the Star Wars Celebration official site have released the artists that are going to be at Art- Artist Alley and the official prints that each artist will have. And you better be saving up some money because there are some really cool prints uh, that will be available at at Star Wars Celebration. And uh, I'm just going to go through a few of them. Uh, Drew Baker has one with Darth Vader, with with Princess Leia standing there looking up, kind of in defiance at Darth Vader, uh, which is not really probably canon so to speak but it does make for a cool looking picture uh and of course there's there's lots of uh rebel stuff and some really pretty uh ahsoka things but i think that my favorites from all this matt bush has done a a nice piece that kind of encapsulates star wars collecting since 1977 yeah it does look really cool I mean, he has, he he's literally drawn like Funko Pops, Burger King glasses, uh, action figures from 1977 to now. Uh, what else does he have in there? Vehicles, mo- the Star Wars micro collection from the, you know, he's vintage even, I've stuff. seen he's got the Star Wars, in, is that the Star Wars Insider from, you know, for a Phantom Menace? The Phantom Menace? Yep. Uh, God. Return of the Jedi poster at the bottom. Uh, Lego Luke, yeah, yeah, Lego Luke. I'm not seeing it yet, but is there any of the? Is now this is just the collecting? Is that right? It looks like it. Yeah, I was gonna say. I'm just wondering if there's like if I can see any of the like the old Star Wars animation stuff, like old droids, Ewoks type of stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, I I see the old. I see the um. what, What do you call it? The the first Clone Wars series. Yeah. By the guy from Samurai Jack. That's really cool. The the Darth Vader guitar that I've seen. (laughs) A Mad Magazine cover featuring Star Wars. Uh, I mean, of course, he's got the Boba Fett ninety. You know, the Power of the Force Boba Fett figure that I've got, just like that case in the box with the hologram. Oh yeah, he does. (laughs) That's so. (laughs) He's even got Return of the Jedi trading cards from nineteen eighty (laughs) three. Yeah, this. I mean, yeah, this did a good job. Way way to go, Matt. Yeah, I mean, fantastic. 
And then, of course, there's some others that, that look really cool, too. Uh, that Bounty Hunters piece by Jason W. Chrisman. Uh, that that would look awesome framed, sitting on a wall. Even though, I don't know. Katie Cook this. is always... Huh? I, you know, there's a there's one here, the next one over, Jeff Carlisle. And I'm wondering, I mean, I'm sure this isn't the case, but I wonder if this dude's from Georgia because it looks like he's making a reference. Because, see, we it's basically the Lucas Theater. Uh-huh. And we've got one here, downtown Savannah. It's like part of uh, SCAD. Like the SCAD students usually, you know, uh, show their films there and everything, but it's called the Lucas. So I wonder if this is like a nod to that. That's a good question. I don't know. Um, but you know what? You know how we can find out? Google. Or we can call we can ask. <laughs> we, we can ask Google the art of Jeff Carlisle. That's the first thing that comes up. Uh, but it doesn't say where he lives. Isn't that crazy? About we Jeff. We just hire a PI or something. No, Jeff lives in Ohio. You know what, Jeff? I thought you were like giving a shout out to my city, and now you're not. So I'm mad, but yep. still, it's a cool. Yeah, I'm cool not buying your print. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not buying your print. And then, of course, Katie Cook. She always does a good job with those cute little uh, drawings that she does. And and this one sort of tells a story uh, about. Um, it's, it's titled "Making Friends," and it's basically Ray doing things to make oh, a wow. little toy so but uh that one is really cool i bet candy would love this one yeah then joe corin uh, how do you spell his name Coroni uh has a, a good rogue one uh art print but i think if i have to if i have to buy one which that's one of my goals at Star Wars Celebration was to get the Lando autograph, which I've already pre-ordered tickets for, and to pick up at least one art print from Star Wars Celebration Orlando. And this one is going to be, there's an artist named Eric Mayel. Mal, I'm not sure. M-A-E-L-L. I'm not sure. But this is a picture of Han and Chewie from from The Force Awakens. And to me, this... This speaks more to me than any of the other, yeah. aside from the Matt Bush thing. I, now, are they going to be, how can you obtain this art at Celebration? Yeah, I, from the way I understand, you know, they've had Artist Alley or whatever kind of set up like any convention where these Star Wars artists and you just go to their tables and they have them. Okay. Um, and, and, and these are all pretty much limited pieces. Most of them. I how much they'll sell them for. Yeah. Most of them are like 250 pieces. Oh, and then they sign it for you right there, you know, when you buy it. Uh, think about it, but that one is a I, really good piece. Yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking eighty bucks, maybe eighty to a hundred dollars. So, it, but this is something. If I get, you know, I'm not push. I'm not sticking it on the wall with push pins. I'm I'm no, buying to get no, fr- no. framed. You know, I was gonna say, yeah, you would. I would definitely frame this. Yeah, and and then Russell Walks did a an awesome. Princess Leia one, uh, and the actual title of the uh, piece is for Carrie, and that's another thing. I wonder if they're going to do anything special for Carrie Fisher. They have to at Celebration, something to honor. Yeah, honor her. I, I 
I, you know, they hadn't announced anything official, but, but you, you got to think there's, they're, they're going to pay some tribute to her somehow, some way during right. celebration. Probably be the night I'm not there, but you know, whatever. <laughs> You'll get a call from me and we're just like, oh my God, dude, we're partying with Mark Hamill. Ah, it was so cool. Here, here, Mark, take the phone. And he's like, hey, guy. <laughs> she would yeah, be like, so mad. Sorry, I can't be there. I'm only there for one day. How was, how was that trailer? Oh, yeah. I think your okay. friend hung up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You're not even funny. You're not. I'm not. And of course, uh, a couple more people have been announced at uh, to to come to celebration this year, and uh, they are one Bodie Rook, Riz Rook. Ahmed, and of course C3PO Anthony Daniel, who of is course. pretty much always there doing his thing. Uh, ooh, see, I would try pen- to get him. I would try to uh-huh. get an autograph from him, but I've already got an autograph from him, so I think I'm good. So really, yeah. <laughs> when did you like, get I, an I autograph like from C3PO? Do what now? When did you get an autograph from C3PO? Pawn shop. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. It was like yeah. it was before. It was right before uh, Star Wars kind of had a resurgence again. You know where they uh, they you know they Disney bought it and and. You know, he's pretty much on the way out, and I guess some dude had pawned some some signed merch, yeah. and uh, I just grabbed it at a pawn shop. Dude, they were only selling it for five bucks a piece. And well, as that far was as I back. Could, yeah, that was back before Star Wars blew up again. Right, right, and I'm sure this. I'm, and plus, this was like in you know, this was in Swainsboro, Georgia, so it was like Hicktown, pretty much. You know, like they they didn't know what they had. They really yeah. didn't. It was like probably some desperate dude coming there to try to make a few dollars. Shoot, maybe stole it from somebody. Who who knows? But um, they were selling them for five bucks a pop. And at first, I was like, these autographs are probably not legit. But I did some research, and yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty well legit. And even one of them, they all had certificate of authenticity. But mm-hmm. the one that was really the the closer for me was they had like a it was a signed Admiral Akbar, and they had they included a picture of the guy signing it in the in the case. So mm-hmm. yeah, so I just picked those up. I've, I was just looking at all the exhibitors at Star Wars Celebration. There are now two hundred and eight booths at at the exhibit at, at the convention. God, I'm gonna go so broke. Oh, man, I'm gonna go so Dude, you and me both. My wife is going to be so mad. You're, you're going to get divorced. Be... <laughs> you're getting a divorce that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> if you got a prenup. <laughs> oh, goodness, She's man. She's taking everything. You're going to come home, them doors. <laughs> Locks is going to be changed. <laughs> Where's my Star stuff? Wars stuff? Yeah, I got all this stuff, though. <laughs> oh, no, but it's crazy. I, I was talking to Candy. I'm like, we we ought to go and get Deep Roy's autograph, but just like fanboy out on him being the guy from the uh, Eastbound and Down episodes, <laughs> like not even no. referencing being you know in Star Trek or Star Wars or anything like that. Just just all about like not even Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. We're just all about that cameo he made in Eastbound and Down because he was so funny. <laughs> hey, can, can can we go just one episode without you bringing up the stupid Star Trek? Listen. They're pretty much the same now, okay? 
<laughs> Ask Thanks, anybody. J. J. They're Abrams. all like, well, it's like Star Wars now. <laughs> Thanks, J.J. Abrams. Listen, Ben Burt did the sound on, on Star Trek. So, yeah, it's, it's Star Wars now. <laughs> really? I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, he did the sound design for at least the first one. I, I'm pretty sure it was the second one, too. Don't know if he did the third one, but, yeah, definitely the first one. He was there. Like I said, and, and, and what's funny is if you watch that second one, it was pretty much just J.J. doing, like, demo reel for, for Star Wars. <laughs> like, going yeah. ahead and, like, cracking his knuckles, getting ready. Uh, also in the news, apparently Disneyland is building some two life-sized AT-ATs. Oh, that's so for, awesome. Like they, for Star they got the Wars one. Land. They got the one, like, in, in um, uh, Walt Disney World, like, in front of Star Tours. But it doesn't. I mean, you know, what I'm saying it's it's kind of dated, but it still is pretty lifelike. And I, you know, I freak out over that. But I just can't imagine like if they do more. Like I'm guessing they're going to put they're going to put them in Walt Disney World as well, right? In the Star Wars section. I would imagine, but you don't know. You know, you never know. <sighs> I wonder if they're going to move. Did they say anything about them moving at all? Like like the head no, from, or anything? I don't know, but. Maybe the head or something, but from the looks of it, I mean, that's pretty stationary kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe cool to they, see that head you know. just kind of move a little bit. Like they do it like uh, a yeah, target. That, Do you see the target d- displays where it was like a cardboard ad at and <laughs> oh, yeah, moving yeah. its head? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So before we go, it's, it's almost time to, to wrap this episode up. But before we go, we got to give away something, right? We got to give away this Hot Toys Kylo Ren figure. That Sideshow has graciously donated to us to give away. So we asked everybody to, to uh, in, in their various social media sites, hashtag Outer Rim News Podcast, to kind of get the word out about the podcast. Well, apparently, um, not many people got the word out about the podcast. Because <laughs> we didn't get as many uh, entries as I would have liked, but we did get entries. So... So what I've done is I've gone and I've collected all of them, put them in a spreadsheet, and now I've got this randomizer software are all ready to go. I say that it's all ready to go. Hang on one second. I'm clicking, and okay, it's all ready to go. And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to hit the button, and it's going to pop out a number, okay? So... uh you want to make some drum roll or music or something? Uh, okay. That's all I got. <laughs> okay. Click. <laughs> all righty. So the winner of the Hot Toys Kylo Ren action figure is... I shouldn't say the whole name, should I? I should say like the first name and, and last letter just sure. in case. I don't want to get I don't want to get anybody in trouble, right? Sure. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say first name, last letter of the, I mean, first letter of the last name. And it is Eddie F who actually posted on Facebook, uh, shared the, the post. So Eddie F, if you're listening, we will be in contact with you very, very soon, very soon. And now you are the proud owner of a Kylo Ren Hot Toys figure. So congratulations, Eddie F. Yeah, Eddie. Have fun with it. Such an awesome figure that you're going to get. <laughs> We're not going to get it. <laughs> uh, 
But no, that was that was really cool of uh, of Sideshow to do that for us. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Yep. All right, Austin. Any last thoughts before we head off into the sunset? Um, I think everybody should get tickets to Star Wars Celebration and come seek us out, and we all have a party. Exactly. Like Thursday night, That's, just come to us, yeah. and we'll just we'll just have a blowout. Yeah, Thursday night, because obviously I'm not going to be there Friday. Now, if y'all want to do it Friday night, we'll do it. Just talk to me exclusively and don't tell Ashley anything. And we'll, Or uh, you could we'll just get... Skype me in on the party. <laughs> yeah, we could Skype you. We'll just, we'll just <laughs> FaceTime you and just we'll just hand you around the party. Uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, so, also, check out uh, Star Wars Rebels Saturday night. It's the big showdown. Oh, Maul man. and Kenobi. This is going to be so great. Cannot wait. Is this the end for Darth Maul? Same Star Wars time, same Star Wars channel. Uh, we'll find out. All right, peeps. May the Force be with you. Peace. Thanks so much for listening to our show this week. If you want to follow us online, you can do so by visiting us on the web at www.outerrimnews.com. We're on Twitter at Outer Rim News, and we're on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Outer Rim News. If you want to leave a review or subscribe to us on iTunes, we would love to see that. And finally, this podcast is not endorsed or supported by Disney or Lucasfilm. It is intended for entertainment purposes only. The fantastic Star Wars rock music used for the show is courtesy of Husky by the Geek. You can find him on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash huskybythegeek. Star Wars, names, and sounds are all copyright and registered trademarks of Disney and their respective copyright holders. 